Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? Uh, yeah, it's telling me I'm just killing women left and right. Oh, God. Oh, to listen to the show or not. Find us on 4 and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And this show do be killing women. Yeah, I remember when I said that MJ being thrown off a building in a dream was like a was foreshadowing. Oh, boy. <laughs> remember when I said I liked last week's episode a lot more than this week's episode? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's one very specific thing that neither mm. of us are going to like, but even beyond that, I think this episode is not very good in many ways. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Generally not a better episode and does a thing that directly attacks us. <laughs> Sucks. Sucks. <sighs> what a great way to end this show. <laughs> Terrible. You know what? You know what? It's like bookended. We started the show on an episode we fucking hated and we're like endless progressively like yep. lost our minds and how much we hated it. And now we get to end it on an episode that like maybe at the beginning we'll have some maybe more positive things to say before it goes to shit. And then by the end of it, it's going to be like, fuck this. I'm okay saying I hate this episode from an emotional place. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I hate this episode absolutely. for the decisions it makes narratively. <laughs> absolutely. 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 I also, I think it, I think it just is bad in, a lot, in many, in, in technical ways too. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Yep. We'll get to it. And honestly, even though this is the last episode, there's not really a lot of production background stuff that Wild. wasn't already said in the, in the last one. Part of that is because it's it's part and parcel to the first part one, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, really, the only thing wasn't intended as a series finale. Obviously, like they they figured they'd obviously. So <laughs> you don't you know. say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Based on um, how this one ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the, from the writers' perspective, they say that they thought the ratings for the show were perfectly good from what their understanding. It really was just MTV didn't feel like it fit into their programming and canceled it. That's how this ends up being the series finale. The only like uh, significant post-show interview that I have tracked down uh, was with Marvel Animation Age. I don't think it was that long after it was done. It was with Brandon Vietti, who was one of the directors on the show. Um, and he just said like some of his second season ideas that he was pitching, you know, when they were like thinking about it before they got the cancellation. Uh, he said that uh, I had pitched a, a story for Mysterio for the second season that, of course, never came to light. Uh, he also says, I wish we would have done more with Craven. Also, I have to admit, I really would have liked to see a vulture story. Uh, and he said that he also had ideas for hoping to bring back Shikata. I like how his ideas for like villains he wanted to bring into the show that they didn't or didn't do enough with are like just three absolutely iconic spider-man villains. 
it's it's very telling for this show isn't uh-huh. it like oh yeah for this you know characters we didn't do in the first season were the ones that were like <laughs> yeah characters we didn't do in the first season mysterio vulture doc ock rhino uh <laughs> scorpion like, scorpion Gr- goblin well, like that one's a little weird but yeah you know like it's just, it's just like yeah it's wild in a vacuum it's wild to think of all the all the villains they did not use what would you have thought? Because obviously they, they obviously want to do Craven again, and they have talked multiple times of wanting to bring back Shikata. If they did a Shikata Craven team up episode, would that make Shikata better, or would that make Craven worse? I think if they did a Shikata Craven episode where they were explicitly not teamed up, I would have loved that. Ooh, that would have been that would be yes, really cool. Where they were actually in idea. each other's way, I would have loved it. Oh, I kind of love that actually. Yeah. That's I a think great idea. That's something I really want, and I I can't stress enough how much I really still want the Black Cat uh, Part Two, Part Three with Talon. For sure, for sure. So yeah. I mean, I, I I can't stress enough how much potential I now see the show had. I don't necessarily, <laughs> I don't know that I can say I want more of this show. No, uh, but I have many ideas for what I would like to see from more of it. Should it have ever happened? Yeah. And had there been a second season, I would have been curious to watch it and would yeah. have hoped that maybe they'd have improved some things. I actually but. feel kind of confident they would have based on how better their ideas got the longer the show went on. The back half of the season is definitely better than the first half, like yes. objectively. In, in terms of the DVD order that they intended, like the back half is objective. Even even though there's some stinkers like this episode, like the it is just objectively like a a better hit ratio yep. in general. And like you said, just the ideas that they were coming up with were much more inspired than than the first half, uh, which I think was a good sign that they're at least going in a good direction. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, if you would like to follow along, if you haven't been following along and you've suddenly decided to on the finale episode, you can do that on Amazon Prime or with the DVD set, uh, per use. And the episode we're talking about today is episode 13 of Spider-Man, the new animated series, and it is called Mind Games Part 2. Synopsis for this one per IMDb is, Spider-Man is hypnotized by the mental powers of the Gaines twins. After Spidey is tricked into harming Indy, oh wow. Yeah. Wow, the synopsis just really, really just threw that right in there, huh? Uh-huh. After he's tricked into harming Indy, he throws away his suit and contemplates his future. So glad. I, I, am I glad I didn't know? I don't really know. I will say, I have never. I don't think I have gasped as loudly or as nearly choking on the food I was eating <laughs> uh, as I did this episode. I don't I mean- know that I've had a stronger reaction to something a cartoon has done. You don't see it coming. I, I will no. give them credit for that. You, it's a, a, in terms of it being like a surprise. Yeah, there's. Uh, I you would not. You don't expect it. Yeah, and it's no not one a good would. feeling. How could you? But it is like the strongest feeling I think I've had. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that is saying something. They they accomplished something. I don't know if it's what I wanted them to accomplish. No, certainly but not. I, <laughs> but I think it's what they wanted to accomplish. I think they wanted yeah. you to feel bad yeah. in that moment. Oh. So, oh. well. <laughs> The original air date for this one is September 12th, 2003. Oh, and we don't know this guy. 
No, weirdly, for the last episode, they brought in a different writer. I think he probably, I think he was on the staff. This sure. is his first credit on this show. Stephen Cryoziri, or Cryozier, I, I, he was on the commentary, but I don't even remember if he even said his last name, actually. I think they just said he was Steve, the writer. So, not sure how to pronounce <laughs> his last name. This is his only credited episode of the show, obviously. Uh, but he also wrote on VIP, which has come up a bunch because that was a show that the showrunners worked on. Um, he also wrote on Sliders, The Sentinel, uh, which are like, you know, 90s sci-fi things that people forget about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then went on to be producer on Castle and The Librarians, which are shows that I think are generally yeah. well-regarded. Well so, like, moving on up, buddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode was directed by people we are familiar with, Tim Eldred and Brandon Vietti, who we've talked about multiple times yes and this is a direct part two to last week's episode so all the pieces on the board are the same in fact there are fewer (laughs) so yeah yeah we can dive right into this one yeah there's a super long recap in this one which i will give credit to the commentary they make fun of it they're like this recap is going on forever isn't it and they're like yeah it was definitely just to save money because that was the it, content we didn't have to make and produce it, it's literally like two and a half minutes or something isn't it's it? so long and i'm not gonna lie there was a part of me that was a little relieved because i was like oh thank god that's like two minutes i don't have to note but um <laughs> but it, it's weird because it is really long it feels like the recap you would get at the beginning of a season recapping the entirety of last season yeah. Like, that's how long it is. <laughs> except it's one episode. Most of the stuff they recap is dream stuff that doesn't matter in this right. one either. Right. We already know that it wasn't real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, they they cop to it just being a, 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 good, a, a, good. a, a money-saving thing. It's just like, that was just time that we don't have to animate anything else. Good so for them. At least you admit it. I, it's fine. I respect whatever. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. after that hefty recap, the series finale... Opens with Spider-Man finding and attacking Craven in his manipulated fit of rage, and he says, "I'm gonna rip you apart, Craven." So they just get right into it. What do you think about Ragey Neil Patrick Harris's performance? Do you can't think say he's great at raging. No, he's not. He's not. Okay, I'm glad can't, we're on the same. Page can't with say that. that his screaming rip you. I mean, I don't necessarily need '90s levels. You know, that's like kind of mm-hmm. iconic for what it is. Uh, but I, you know, we we could have we could have we could have amped it up a little bit here, Neil, Neil Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his performance as Peter is always, like, it's not, like, monotone. I don't know what a good word to use for it is. Like, it's always, like, very kind of leveled, you know? Like, yeah. it's just kind of down. It's, this it's, isn't it's, the right word because we're talking about sounds, but, like, it's sort of muted. Like, yeah. it never, it, it's always sort of dampened. There's something about it that never allows it to, like, elevate beyond a certain point. He's always kind of low energy in a way yeah. that like it does feel like a choice. I don't feel like it's like a yeah, bad vocal sure. performance. It's like a choice for the character, but then like that low energy also applies to when Spider-Man is like enraged trying to murder someone and it doesn't work in that scenario. But doesn't it feel like when he's delivering this line, he like is preventing himself from going further? Like why like like it it almost feels like he's uncomfortable like just maybe let it out man like just let it happen yeah maybe i mean it feels like maybe. he pulls back at the end of the line it's like he no, had a man like hit that craven hard he hadn't done a lot of voice work at the time so i yeah. mean like it really i mean it might be for real because he's done a lot since then mm-hmm. um and I, I i i feel like stuff that i've seen him in he's definitely improved as a voice actor from this so yeah, he's I a talented really- guy yeah, so it really might have just been that he just wasn't comfortable letting it all out vocally. Like, he's used to doing that on stage and on mm-hmm. camera, but it's different putting all of that energy into your voice. Yeah, so. yeah. I wish, I really wish he could have nailed that line, because, like... 
It should have been a, really impactful. Yeah, yeah, it should have been big. Should have been big. But it is. I really wasn't expecting the op- like the episode to open with him just being like, "All right, and here is Craven. Let us do this." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that the knife shot where he's like reflected in Craven's knife mm-hmm. as he's running to him is cool as hell. It is. It is. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah. Well, elsewhere, because this they they start there, but they pretty quickly they pretty quickly cut away. Elsewhere, as the Gaines twins are discussing whether or not Spider-Man can actually defeat Kraven, because they don't fully agree on whether this will work, and remind us of their connection to Kraven, which is that the their parents were experimented on and killed at, at some point, or died as a result, uh, but this inadvertently gave them twins' powers. If you missed that, while they're having this discussion, Mary Jane manages to slip out of her restraints, the twins don't even notice her doing this or notice her walking across the mostly empty room and out the door because they're too wrapped up in the size of Roland's hands. <laughs> Remember the last time you used your tiny little hands uh-huh. to fight? It's such a funny, weird little line. It is a very funny line. <laughs> also, JK, they did notice. They were fucking with MJ. She's actually being held by mental bonds, not physical ones. She could always get out of those bonds. They just don't care because... They're yeah. fucking psychic. Because she like runs out of she runs out of the room and like in is in just like an empty room where like the lizard is like stalking her. Yeah. Um, which is fu- I don't, she never interacted with the lizard in that episode. I don't is think. the model exactly the same or do they tweak it? The coloring is different because it's like white and with like blue eyes. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like the textures, I'm not positive. OK. I, it's hard to tell because you only see it in flashes. Right. Um, which I think was a smart move, but I'm not sure if they tweaked it or not. But they at least tried to make it look like slightly different yeah. coloring wise. So yeah. they might have. Yeah, I don't think she did. I don't think she did. Yeah. Right? Well, I'm sure she heard about it. So maybe well, she's still having yeah. nightmares that it existed. And so there were pictures, it's right? Fine. Didn't Peter get pictures of it? That's true. Yeah. So. I mean, it's still, it's just kind of funny that it's just like your worst nightmare is a villain. You've encountered so many villains and the one that you dream about is the one you didn't even, didn't even meet. Like yeah. it's, it's just fan service. Cause it's like a callback and they can reuse the model. Like I don't, right. I'm not, I'm not actually complaining about it and it picking it. It's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are far worse things they could have used that would have been more relevant. Like, I don't know, a severed head. Um, oh God. But, you know, <laughs> but this is really important. This, for how this episode is constructed and what they're trying to do and what they want to do and what I think is less effective than last week, but clearly this is just what they feel like doing, uh, is the full-on JK psych moment. Yeah. Because that's that's what this scene is. It's fully just, they tell us that she gets away and then they say, JK audience, she actually did not. Yeah. And once she's back, like the Jeremy Piven twin uh roland right yeah. yeah roland i'm just gonna call him the jeremy piven twin yeah uh just, like sniffs her <laughs> in they're the chair. so weird it's so weird it's, it's it, and what makes them even weirder is they're not consistently weird they just occasionally do weird things so like even the incestuous vibe that they alluded to being intentional in last week's episodes commentary like even that isn't really that Mm-mm. constant it's no. like every so often enough that it like could have been just like weird, like cl- like siblings who are too close, as opposed to like an intentional, yeah. weird sexual vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Once once again, uh, they're just not committing to the bit enough. Yeah, for just sure. Just a thing for the show. 
yeah, yep, very consistent, very consistent for this show. Yeah, <laughs> again, the finale just hits like pretty much all the notes of things I mean, that the show does wrong throughout the entire run. Hey, so yeah. I guess if if you wanna if you wanna full circle finale that encapsulates what this show is about, it definitely yeah. accomplishes that. Yeah, a pilot sets it up, and a finale is the punctuation, right? So uh-huh. there you go. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, so uh, we cut back to the Spidey and Craven fight. They kind of continue their fight in this warehouse. Uh, it is a cool looking warehouse. They do some really neat stuff in the scene. Like there's almost there's almost like um, it reminds me of like the Civil War like kind of comic panel mm-hmm. type sequence where they're you see the two of them fighting on like uh, on like catwalk and there's like the whole city skyline yeah. behind them and you just have like it's just straight on and the sort of like uh, you know straight on shot as they're fighting on the catwalk Big it's very advantage cool to computer generated animation here is that you can make these warehouses look cool mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah but there are in- important dialogue things that happen in the scene because while they're fighting craven notes uh, a few things first that like he's like whoa blah 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 the last time we met and spider-man's like we just fought six hours ago and he's like what the hell are you talking about six hours ago it was like ages ago whatever you know it's been i don't know six hours ago doesn't make sense Um, but also and also spider-man is like ruthless as hell compared to the last time that they fought uh which she notes so (laughs) which means at one point this spider-man was softer than he's been this entire season It hasn't yeah, hasn't that hard edge that he's had all all season long. Yeah, he didn't go dark, dark. <laughs> oh, dark like this! Holy shit! Oh my shit. god! Because seriously, oh my! I mm, so Spider Man tries to hang Craven. That's that's his solution here. That's how he's going to end this fight. He's going to kill yeah. Craven. He makes a fucking web noose. Yeah, yeah, he's going to hang him with his webbing. Which is fucked. I up. just I just need to like sit on that for a second. We're like a podcast covering Spider Man cartoons. And this one we're watching, he makes a noose out of webbing and tries to hang a man that doesn't seem to be a superpowered man in this case either. No. It's just a, a guy who's just a good fighter and he hangs him with his webbing. Yeah. 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 It's not an accident. This isn't like the, the camera cord management situation. It also, I think this is a really clear distinction between when I think this this show does violence good and when it does it just to do it. <laughs> Yeah, this is just to do it. Right. And it's also like the implication, again, is that to to Peter, he believes that Craven killed Mary Jane and this is him just full on rage mode because of that getting revenge, which like I can buy that. that That's a dark place for him to be in. and He'd have to get over it. But to go from like wanting to just like punch a guy's face in until he dies to wanting to hang a man with your webbing like. There's something like this isn't like an act of passion. Like that's a very calculated thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's very fucked up. Don't like it. (laughs) This this Peter Parker has some issues. I don't like it from Peter Parker and frankly writers. I don't like it from you either. (laughs) It doesn't make sense and we don't need it. I'm I'm okay with him like raging out and being violent. Like that, that is fine. You can find a way, but this, so it's, yeah, it's just, you're being edgy. You're being edgy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, he tries to do that. He does not succeed. He would have succeeded, but he does not. He does not because he catches something out of the corner of his eye that stops him from finishing off Craven, and that is the ESU Science Center sign that he saw fall on Harry and the rooftop patio below on which it fell, both completely undamaged. 
Yeah. Which is ridiculous because that would have happened in his mind just days ago. There's yeah. no way they would have fixed all the damage that he and Teradax caused. Some of the flashes that he has back to his like fantasy sequence in this too, that that this is when like I do believe that the creators when they say that the the swapping of Harry's arm was like on purpose because he does like you see Here? Yeah, yeah, oh, he flashes. Yeah, because you see, like, he flashes to ES, the ESU sign falling down, Harry getting hurt, and you see him, like, hurting his arm, and then and then you see a quick flash of Harry with the cast on his arm, and the cast flips arms, a, a, like, a bunch of times in Peter's brain before it, like, flashes back to reality. Oh. So, like, this is, like, them stating, like, that was, Peter is realizing that there was an inconsistency that was happening, not just the sign, but like with Harry's broken interesting. arm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's better than I thought, actually, mm-hmm. now that I kind of know it in context. But uh, but yeah, he's he's picking up on something being off. So he lets Craven down, and he asks Craven about when they last met. He's like, wait a second. Okay, hold on then. You said you said a long ago, and I said six hours ago, so when was it? And Craven re- replies, ages ago, is what he says, as far as when the last time they met was. Yeah, because they want to keep it vague from <laughs> the continuity right. Right. Like how long ago it actually was. Ages but ago. It's more than six hours ago is all that matters. Yeah. So, I don't know yeah. why I didn't just say months. <laughs> yeah. <But> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Um, well, shortly after, the police uh, arrive to, atten- uh, to apprehend Craven, and Spidey takes the opportunity to ask Officer Barr, uh, we haven't seen him in a long while. I know. I was turned away from the screen when I was watching this the first time when this moment started to happen. And I just forgot that Ed Asner isn't Jonah. <laughs> right. So when this so was weird. happening, I was like, oh, he's talking to Jonah. And then I turned back around. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. He's not talking to Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, Stan Lee is on this commentary, too, and he was like, and he just asked this creator's point blank. And he's like, so do the cops like Spider-Man or not in this one? And they're oh. like, no, they don't like him. But oh. like the fact that he had to ask that is really uh-huh. funny. Mm-hmm. And also their answer isn't consistent with what the show has been either. Yep. So. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. I find that very funny. Oh, man. Stan, I appreciate you uh, a whole yeah. lot in that moment. Yeah. It's a good moment, man. So they like, like him? No. Interesting. <laughs> Especially in this particular moment. Yeah. 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 Because he's just chatting with him. He's like, so, hey, officer, when was the last time Craven was in New York? Um, and to Spider-Man's surprise, Barr corroborates Craven's claim that it was like years ago. He's like, okay, what about Teradax and Silver Sable? Barr confirms um, they were never freed from jail. Teradax, you know, was sent to jail like months ago. Sable, I think he's like, you saw Sable take a permanent swim in the river. So the implication being that like... As far as everyone thinks, she's dead. Like yeah. at the very <laughs> least, the police believe she died. Yeah, yeah. So he's the like, official story. Damn. Okay, and he just slips right off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, given that these this police department, and granted, New York City has a literal army of police officers, but the fact that this show has shown police officers just immediately firing on Spider Man, and they just have a conversation here, it really does muddy things. <laughs> yeah i mean but, yeah. i think there are there are other instances of the show where it's like back and forth like so do you hate him or not i, yeah. don't, I don't know yeah this is i mean i this is where i was so mad at myself for not noticing the sable thing because mm-hmm. when he said that i was like oh my god that's right yeah that, that's, that's right. very clever i'm so I like stupid that. i'm so stupid <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i thought that was good well at the apartment peter walks in on harry and francesca who i fully believed we would never see again um making out on the couch and getting ready to do more which you know you're like 
in the in the living room, like right by the front door. So I don't know why you're like upset about it. Um, And Peter asks uh, Harry where MJ is because he's like, well, maybe things aren't what I think. And Harry's like, MJ is fine and she's not here. I actually thought she was with you, uh, which should be probably more of a red flag than it is. Yeah. Um, But Peter's just trying to figure out like what's real and what's not. So then he starts looking at Harry's arm, both arms. Uh, and he's like, that's so weird. You don't have a cast on either of your arms. And Harry's like, yeah. And so, of course, because Harry says nothing of Mary Jane being dead um, <laughs> and mentions, uh, you know, that that she said she'd be with Peter. And, of course, uh, because Harry is confused when Peter remarks on, you know, his lack of a cast, Peter's beginning to to pick up on on things. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to visit Indy at Empire One to help him find uh, the warehouse from which the Gaines twins set him loose. So he has like flashbacks and stuff of that warehouse. Wants to try to track down that warehouse that that he last saw them at before, you know, they let him loose to track down Craven. So Indy's like, like, Peter, you got to stop using me like this. And Peter's like, I promise this will be the last time. Because it is. It, th- um, this this interaction actually does not make any sense until you know. Yeah. Until you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, that's a weird thing to happen. Yeah. Because the whole MJ indie thing never happened. Yeah. She's never been she's never been irritated with Peter Parker. No, she's never been. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. it I don't, it's only don't... here to cause me pain. Yeah, it, it, she's not characterized well in this episode. Like her relationship with Peter doesn't make any sense because they last time we saw them pre dream sequence, they yeah. were cool. Everything was fine and they understood each other. And now she's got some kind of beef with him or is irritated with him. And it doesn't and like out of nowhere. Yeah, they completely um, compromise her well, well, yeah, uh, crafted characterization, completely compromise it for the the gut punch. Yeah, she's also like after his story for no reason, like after his secret for no reason. When it's like we, she has been characterized as like a news hound, but like not in a way that would like betray Peter specifically. Like, yeah, I, I, it's all they do her so dirty in every yep. way in this yep. episode. Yep, they yeah. turn her like shit. Yep, yep. Um, but either way, like she is, you know, she's, she's begrudgingly helping him find this building and he's like being, he is being weird about it. Cause he's just like, uh, I just remember like this building when I was on a walk and I remember like the smell of the ocean <laughs> and I remember, uh, a church and she's like, what the fuck is this for Peter? What? But it's enough like pieces to track down the warehouse he's talking to uh, and that it's actually owned by a man named Frank Elson, who Peter recognizes is the man that was voiced by Stanley in the last episode at the cemetery <laughs> mm-hmm. who had convinced him to get revenge against Craven. So he's like, that's really weird. But that's like a clue to figure out exactly like what's going on. Um, Cause I think she says he owns like a whole swath of warehouses. So is the issue yeah. that he doesn't know which warehouse it is just that the area it's in. And that's why he ends up having to go to this guy. Is that what it is? No, because she knows exactly which one it is. She says there's one hit. She said there is exactly one warehouse next to a church on the coast. So they know exactly what the which warehouse it is. So why does she go? Why does he, Spidey then go find go to find Frank Ellison then? Why does he need to get him after this? Don't know. To interrogate he, him. He says it's to find the the uh, the twins, but presumably he could just find the warehouse. Unless he thinks, right. unless he's assuming they won't still be at the warehouse, which is I actually guess. a bad, I guess it's a good assumption and they just suck. But like, 
<laughs> yeah, why didn't they move? <laughs> yeah, like he he really could just go there. He it could go directly the ho- there. Actually, yeah, involving Frank Ellison Elson in this at all doesn't make any sense. No, like, he makes no, no sense. There's no reason. Like they could have used Harry in that position. Like uh, the 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 conversation would have had to have been different because Harry wouldn't know that Peter is Spider Man. Yeah. But they could have used Harry, who was already in the cemetery scene, to motivate Peter to kill Craven. Yeah. Or you know, I mean, I'm fine with them wanting to get their Stanley cameo in 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 in, in a different way. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he, why why wasn't he just a figment of Peter's imagination? We would we would buy like they just made him up for for Stanley to be in it. It doesn't he doesn't mean anything. It's fine. They're yeah, use who use is. the meta of the Stanley cameo. Yeah, you know. So like, why? Yeah, like why does Frank Elson have to exist at all? I thought when we were talking about it last week, I thought he was a plot point because he was ha- he was how Peter figured out which warehouse the Gaines twins were in. But yeah, going through this, they figured that out without him yeah so no she's she and i think she explicitly says there's one hit like it is the only warehouse next to a church on the coast oh my god so this is so. worse than i thought because it's just messily written yeah because yeah. there's otherwise there's no reason for him to track down frank elson because we don't even really see an interrogation we see him abduct frank elson and like web him up and like we need to talk and you assume that he got information on the warehouse but he already knows where the warehouse is. No, you could have used that. Frank Elson to give Peter an idea of what happened to him. Yeah. He could have done that, which would then prepare Peter theoretically for fighting the Gaines twins. But that's not what happens. This episode isn't very good. It also doesn't matter that there that Elson owns 40% of the warehouses in New York. Yeah, there's no reason for that. <laughs> in here. I don't know where else to, to put in this little anecdote because I don't remember how it came up on the commentary. So I'm just going to put it here since we brought up Stan Lee anyway. This is a funny thing that's just like really shitty. So Stan, like just they're talking about voice acting, I think. And he brings up like, you know, my wife, Joan, voiced Madam Webb in the 90s cartoon. And then there's complete silence. No oh one God, responds. They don't even know that. who she is. Nobody responds to that. And then he says, and then Stan just says kind of like, like almost kind of defeated. He's like, yeah, I guess that was like the dullest remark I've ever made. Are you kidding? Yeah. He says that verbatim. I wrote it down. And then the creators don't even respond to that. They say, oh, hey, Steve, didn't your wife voice a character on something at some point? And then they go on a tangent about like what the writer's wife voiced on some other random ass cartoon. Or I think it was, no, I think it might've been on the Roughnecks show that they did. So... They don't even like care. <laughs> and <laughs> they you know don't what? Care it's not. Shit. It's not even the first indication we've gotten from. I don't know if it's these same exact guys, but like it was it's not, okay. It's You're not talking the about first... the mistakes that they made about who voiced yeah. what and got mm-hmm. the show wrong and yep. everything. They yeah. they genuinely do not know anything. It sounds like about the animated series or unlimited, because that's yeah. the range that they cover when they talk about that show or yeah. whatever. And it's like, you don't, they don't need to have like extensive knowledge no. of Spider-Man cartoons or whatever, but like, they don't even like engage with it. They just like treat it like garbage. Honestly, the fact that Stan is talking about his fucking wife, which I don't remember when Joan Lee died. She, I don't, she wasn't dead yet then was she? Cause that would be even worse. No, I think she died. She died more, more recently than that. I think. Right. I think so, but I have no idea. Either way, I mean, it would be even more shitty if she was if she had like was already dead by that point and they just like fucked him over. But even even stand even without that withstanding, he's like calling out something very cool, like connected to Spider-Man shows. And they it's literally just complete silence. Also, and they don't even engage. With even if it's that. not that cool and it is. But even if it wasn't that cool, like Stanley's telling you a piece of some like a piece of trivia, like just ask him a question about it. Just yeah. respond. 
and not even Stan Lee. Like he's just he's he's another person in the room. <laughs> like, like yeah, it's just a weird thing to do to just like not respond at all. Right. It's fucking bizarre. It's so weird. Yeah. I don't think I like these guys. I don't either. I think that I don't like them as people. I think I don't either. And I don't really know anything about them as people, but I don't think I like them. Just the vibe <laughs> that they give off on all of their, all of the commentaries and the behind the scenes stuff and like the worldview they seem to have that's reflected in the show. Um, it's weird. It's a weird energy. Yeah, it's, it's a weird, weird energy, energy all are putting out. I don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. You know what? And you didn't even make a good product. So fuck off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. So whatever we kind of, we sk- skipped around a little bit to the Frank Elson thing, but the th- it, with this scene, Peter does try to dip out after he has all the information he needs. Indy stops him and accuses him of pursuing a story without her. Um, again, they're kind of, she is a news hound. And so this, I guess that's kind of realistic, but it is sort of weird that it's just like, I don't know. She's that's usually never not that been ac- directed at Peter. She's, she's, she's not accusatory been, about Peter. Yeah. She's always yeah. been very understanding of Peter and his behavior. Yeah. And like is the one person on the show who always is able to, even if not immediately, figure out where he's at in any given moment. Yeah. So at the very least, when he then says, no, MJ's in trouble, she should then get it. Yeah. And I thought she did because he, he says MJ might be in trouble. Right. And then there's sort of a moment where it's like, oh, is this going to be a point of contention? But then he gives her a kiss and she sort of like sighs, which I guess you can interpret any number of ways. But like, well, she does. She does say, well, why didn't you just say that in the first place? Like she acknowledges, like, why don't you tell me MJ yeah. is in trouble? Of course, I would help you with something. So like it should that. just be over there. Like, yeah. and that would be OK. That would be one of those things. Where it's like, OK, that was kind of a weird moment. But like we got there. We got where you two always get, yeah. you know. No, no. They got to sell her out even more before they basically kill her. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep we'll get there yeah so at the elson warehouse the Gaines twins watch a news story about how craven has been apprehended by the police not killed and they like kick over the tv in anger because of that drama <laughs> queens so it's like wait spider-man broke our mental programming that's impossible how did they do that um roland worries that spider-man's gonna know where to find them roxanne assures them that he's wrong but then they call Spider-Man. <laughs> He'll never find us, but we should call him on his cell phone. <laughs> Which, again, in the show has been established as a thing that people use to locate each other. Yeah, whatever. They're not very good. They're like, they were, I mean, it's, they were it's pretty. nitpicky, but yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, it's like, they did clever things in the first episode, I guess. They do everything wrong in this one, honestly, <laughs> yeah. at a certain point. I, I do appreciate, like, they do acknowledge if they're psychic, they've been in Spider-Man's head. They yes, know he's Peter I do Parker. like that. I do like that a lot. And it's honestly kind of underplayed. She just calls. And, and at first, you're sort of like, how would they know to call how to call Spider-Man? It's like, hey, Peter Parker. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's right. They would know who he is. I didn't even, like, process that they mm-hmm. would have that information. But, yeah, of course that they do. Of course they would now. They know everything about him. Yeah. And that makes them more dangerous than any other villain on the show at this point. Yeah, I do like that. They also, like a lot. something that's a little bit understated because they just sort of ease into it is because so much of the last episode didn't actually involve the twins, they were just the twins. And in this episode, you begin to see like, oh, they actually have their own distinct personalities. Yeah. They aren't just these two big stars saying lines together. Yeah, Roxanne is definitely the leader of the two. Yep. <laughs> like Roland's a little shot. bit of a himbo. 
But, but he can't be a himbo is. because we don't like him and he doesn't like anyone else. He's actually just an asshole. No, yeah, no, himbo has to be like a nice, likable person yeah, too. Yeah, uh, he's whatever he's the. I don't know. If, what's the evil version of a himbo? He's that. Oh, I've I've actually seen a grid that like breaks down all of that, and I don't remember what it, it might just. Well, sometimes it's just like a jock, but he's like not physically powerful. Is the thing right? Like, he has tiny little hands, as Roxanne says. He's imposing, but he's like weak and stupid. Is yeah, what we've been told. I think he is just a fucking asshole, honestly. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's all it is. He's just a stupid fucking yeah. asshole. He's he seems to be crueler, I think. Like she's she's more cold hearted, but he seems to get more enjoyment out of causing pain. Maybe. Yeah. I think I get that vibe. There's some yeah. sort of like there's some sort of something's a little bit looser, I think, in him when he does the things they do. Yeah. No, that 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 checks out. That checks out. But yeah, so she's talking to Peter. She knows he's Peter, and they even are sort of like, we've got Mary Jane. He's like, you don't lay a hand on her. And she's like, you know, we don't have to use our hands to hurt her. And they like do use their powers to make her just scream in pain into the phone. So they're just like fully mentally torturing her in attempt in an attempt to manipulate Spidey back into killing Craven. Kill Craven or else we're going to kill your girlfriend for real, mm-hmm. basically, is what they're doing. And then meanwhile, while all of this is happening... Indy and Bill are racing to this mystery warehouse because Indy still thinks Peter is scooping her, even though he told her that MJ was in trouble and she should. I hate it. It's so bad. It doesn't even make sense for the, for what you just did. It's a completely different character that they're writing just for this one episode. Like there are reporter characters that exist in comic book stuff. There are versions of Lois Lane that exists that are like this, that are more like this. Like Indy is a news hound in a very particular way, but not when it comes to Peter that has been firmly established. You know, what's really, really annoying about this too. Even aside from the fact that this all only, only exists so that they can get her to the point where she needs to be, geographically to be essentially killed off it's the this is the worst way to go about it she's an investigative journalist this could have been the opportunity where she actually begins to suspect that peter is spider-man and then worries about what he's going to do and follows him for that reason instead yeah and then that i could have bought and that i would have felt emotionally connected to yeah and that i could have bought because they've planted that seed albeit in a comical way they've planted that seed already and then she could have put the dots together and been like wait a second this isn't adding up what does he think he's gonna do you know and then bing bang bong like we've got the pieces and she's like (gasps) you know yeah and i know that this show is like too beholden but not really that beholden to like a, a universe that already exists, but like that would have worked perfectly for this. Well, and as, as much as I fucking if you hate had just, to get her there, as much as I fucking hate sticking her in a coma at the end of it, that it's still, that would have worked out fine because if they have her figure out his identity, she's going to be basically killed off anyway. So like, right. I hate that, but then the, it gives, it gives you even more of a reason. And it even gives you a parallel, more of a parallel to the, to the dream. Like in the dream, Mary Jane figures out his identity. She gets thrown off of a building. She dies in reality. Indy figures out his identity is thrown off of a building, basically dies. Right. Like it's all, because here's the thing. Yeah. Like even if it's shitty content, you can still do it in a way that that makes sense narratively yeah. like Christina, like Christina, I hate, I hate what they do with her and the way they tackle the topics that she is representative of. But the story that they tell makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They could have done the same thing here. It, the, my biggest problem, honestly, in this specific moment we're talking about, isn't where it all leads. It's that it doesn't make sense that she's doing what she's doing. It doesn't yeah. make sense that she doesn't trust Peter. It doesn't make sense that she thinks he's scooping her. None of that makes sense. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. We talked about it on, we, we, we talked about the Gwen Stacy effect, like, extensively all oh over the God. podcast yep. but especially in the 90s show when you have turning point and you have like mary jane in the gwen stacy role in that episode at the end of the third season and we talked very extensively that it's like it sucks that that's still part of a of a bad pattern that exists that's like very harmful and like like you know indicative of a lot of problems in our society of how women are treated right but it's very artfully done in that episode and it's a very well-written episode and it's sort of like it's undeniable that that is a good episode of television and a good story and if it existed in a vacuum it would be perfectly fine it is just the context in which it, it exists well, it's a problem both in this one it's true, not yeah and if one of them is going to be true the other one you got to get it right like, right and in this one it is in no way art nothing about this is artfully done it is like a fucking mess how all of this yeah. is done which it is which, like a full on character assassination yeah. for the sake of killing another woman for the sake of man pain yeah. like it's the worst version of yes. this <laughs> yeah so if you're if you're not quite sure why we're getting like fired up about it right now like that's why it's cuz it's the worst version of this you can do the best version of this and then I'll be conflicted about it but appreciate the art that you made right yeah like that's fine. I, 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 it's, I can't just say like, no, don't do a thing right. because it's part of a pattern. It's just like, rec- you know, you just got to do it really well if it's part of a problematic pattern, you know, still even then consider maybe trying something else. But like, don't do the worst version. Don't do yeah. the worst version of it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it just makes the outcome even worse. Anyway, yeah. so Spider-Man arrives at the warehouse that he could have just gone to in the first place. Um, and he lays into the Gaines twins lackey and then frees MJ. He then follows the twins to the roof as they attempt to escape. And when Roxanne attacks him with her mental blast, cause she's sort of the stronger mentally of, of the two twins, he fights against it and he manages to sort of like, he's struggling, but he manages to sort of like, you know, you can see him like pushing himself toward her and really fighting against what she's doing, just like pure willpower. And he gets close enough to Roxanne to grab her by the neck basically as the two of them reach the edge of the roof and he does hold her there momentarily. She stops attacking him and he holds her there. And I think kind of like uh, the assumption is that he's kind of like pausing to think about what he's doing, hopefully. Yeah. Right. But sure. then she attacks him again and he loses his grip. And so she falls several stories to the ground while MJ is watching f- from the ground and Roxanne just hits, hits the ground presumably dies or is incredibly maimed and MJ gasps in horror. It's a really upsetting all on its own. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's actually, a, all on its, own. it's a fully powerful moment all on its own. Yeah. Before you get to that, one thing I will call out that I think that I, I can't take credit for this because they say it on the commentary and then I notice it. And I'm like, okay, that actually is, it's a good, like subtle detail and how they're doing all of this as much as it sucks. If you watch the episode, the way that they sort of time it, like Roxanne, goes up like goes to the store uh, store goes to the door to the stairs like right after her brother does in in the scene and then when they cut to the next scene on top of the roof her brother's already out there spidey gets crawls up there and is they're up there for a couple seconds and then roxanne comes out of the stairwell mm. so there's this weird time lag where it's like if you're paying attention it's like how the fuck did it take roxanne so long to get up the stairs yeah the reason it does is because roxanne was already up there and that wasn't roxanne actually coming out of the stairs yeah. that you see that is a great detail and again yeah. if i wasn't so used to you doing shit sort of sloppy on almost every other episode 
Maybe I would have noticed. Yeah. Well, in the rest of the episode, <laughs> episode sucks anyway. So, like, why would you notice a good detail when everything? Oh, else weird. I, sucks. Why, what what sucks about this? I don't. I don't. Oh, oh. Remember when I said that at the top of this episode that they were going to establish the like, oh, J.K. Psych mechanic? They were just going to like employ that fully, where it's like, hey, audience, here's the thing that happened. Hey, Peter, here's the thing that happened. J.K. Fuck you. That's not what happened. It was something else entirely. That wasn't Roxanne. It was Indy. Peter threw Indy off of a building in front of MJ and a whole crowd of people. They all saw him do it and she's on the ground, not Roxanne and the Gaines twins are behind him. Both of them uh, laughing at what they've made him do, which is fucked up and it is really haunting and it is really terrible, but Mm -hmm. it just didn't need to be done. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, Oh God, there's like the, the, the MS paint stream of blood coming out of her nose when she when like Spidey's like cradling her. Like I hate it so much. Yeah. It's like, and, and you know, what's even worse. I think like more haunting about, I don't want to say worse. Like I, cause it from a art perspective, I guess it's not a bad decision. Look in a vacuum. It's, it's really effective. I think it's really fucked up yeah. to be made to do something violent to somebody you love. I think it's a thing that yeah, you, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a thing you can explore in stories a lot. It's one of the things that I think, uh, any any sort of fantasy or any sort of setting that uses magic that employs that always gets to me. There's something yeah. really fucked up about it, and that moment oh, of waking up and realization is really. It, 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 I have a really visceral reaction to it. Yeah. So it, realizing that you did something horrible. Yeah, it's a thing that you can utilize really, really well. Yeah. What I was going to say is that I think that one thing that is effective about this too is that you, they never show you like the reality of what was happening with that. So like, I think your brain, if you, when you ever think about it, your brain is just going to be going to the worst possible scenario. Cause obviously Indy came up on the roof following the scoop, showed up there and then, and then it somehow it ends up with Spider-Man strangling her and pushing her off a building. Mm-hmm. Um, and like your brain came up with the worst version of that scenario, like because you only ever see what Spider-Man was seeing in his head. So like theoretically, she's like pleading and screaming and shit, yeah. which is like horrible to think about. And I think like it is smart to not show that because it's sort of like the horror monster sort of sort of uh, thought experiment where it's like you're always going to come up with the worst, scariest version of the events, you know, that you don't see. It also would have been. So you're thinking of the worst thing. It also would have been incredibly cruel for them to portray that, I think. I, I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, it's cruel regardless. Uh, yeah, the but... whole thing is cruel already because this is, again, I mean, we've said this a million times about Indy. This is a character that was incredibly refreshing for the both of us uh, in this series that desperately needed her. She's an incredibly well characterized uh, new original character for this series. She plays an important role in a number of the stories. Um, She's like a positive role model that is a woman and a person of color in a, in a cast that frequently frequently lacks that Um, she's an incredible counter and compliment to Peter Parker in this show where he's just an absolute goddamn mess. So it's just like so cruel for them to do this. Oh my God. You know, it didn't even like really occur to me. Like it's not just like basically killing a woman in your cast. It's also killing one. your only like recurring person of color. In Remember your when cast? we said, if you're a person of color, you are a villain on this show and you probably will die. Mm-hmm. Don't even have to be a villain. Yeah. And now the only other non-villain that was a person of color that was recurring is uh, their professor who was like electrocuted and almost died. And is probably also in a coma right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool show. Good job. Great job. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it, man. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, this is a really, God. at the very least, this is a really great example of why just putting more people of color in your show yeah. isn't enough without knowing what you're doing, why you're doing it, or how right. well you're doing it. Because if you're if you're if you're people of color are never your main characters, your main characters are always going to be safe. Peter, Harry, MJ are always going to be safe to a certain extent. But if you're perf- if you're only putting people in color as like the secondary and tertiary characters, those are the ones that if you need to call your cast, if you need to dramatically kill someone, that's that's who you're left with, and that's mm-hmm. who you go with. Um, and I know that they didn't do this intentionally. They weren't setting out to fucking do it, no, but they also didn't not. set out to do anything remotely positive with it either. And they still played into the same fucking problems that always exist with representation. It's so fucking annoying. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying, right? Like they clearly they made efforts to include more characters of color, but if you don't go far enough, you end up with what the show has done. You had a, you you had a good intention, and you just fucked your own self over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I hate this decision so much. Yep. And and it is a, it is an emotional reaction to it. And I and I I hate it. I hate it so much. Mhm. Yeah, uh later at the hospital. At least there's this like, I don't know. Right. There's like the 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 tiniest silver lining, I guess. Uh I do have a question ho- about this at, at later. Sure. Uh Peter shares with MJ and Harry that uh Indy's in a coma, so she's not dead yet she's in a coma but she might as well be because she is based she, the, the doctors say she'll they aren't sure if they'll ever she'll ever come out of it so she might even be effectively brain dead like it's it they they it's the worst possible thing that they could do without fully killing her essentially so mj wonders how something so horrible could happen and harry is like it's Spider-Man. Like that's the, imp- that's the explanation. I've been telling you guys all along, you saw him do it. Tons of people watched this happen. He pushed her off a building. Spider-Man is, is, is a monster. Peter whispers an apology to the unconscious Indy. And then on TV, J. Jonah Jameson is there calling for Spider-Man to, uh, to stop being Spider-Man, to hang it up. And Harry's like, yeah, he should. And Peter is like, yeah, I agree at, at this point. I fully agree. But he sees a vial labeled sedative right next to Indy's bed, which why they need a sedative <laughs> on a woman who's comatose and basically mm-hmm. brain dead. Hmm. A little sloppy, but he sees that and he replies to himself, but I can't hang it up just yet. I have one more thing I have to do. Yeah. Oh, I had, a, I thought of something. It's a, Oh, it's escaping. This might be related. I mean, they make no mention of Indy on the commentary. I think they, when, when, when the, the push scene happens, they're like, oh, that's sad, isn't it? But then they like don't mention it at all. So no talk about that oh. whatsoever. Because why would they? Well, so okay, here's something. Like I, you know, and I, I presented this as well. So this is a question I think even for myself. But like, I think the idea of having her in a coma is mm-hmm. so that you haven't killed her. Which right again, that means that there's the opportunity well, to bring her back. That later was, on. well, that is that's my second question, right? And and it sounds like they never addressed it. My second question no. is, do we know? If they would have brought her back, do we know? Nobody ever mentions her, so no idea. Great. But I assume that 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 they because they can kill people on the show and they have so for full dramatic effect they would have done that. I think they only keep her alive specifically because then they have that in their holster to bring her back later. So that doesn't mean that they plan to, sure. but that definitely means that they wanted to leave the opportunity open to bring her back and like. In a perfect world, I mean, in a perfect world, this wouldn't have happened. But in a perfect world post this, 
you could see like uh, that this becomes a story arc for her, like coming out of her coma and having to recover from that experience would, would be a lot of character stuff. Like that yeah. would mean that she theoretically could have a lot to do character wise. And that would set her apart even more from the cast and give her like an independent storyline to go through. And I don't know that the show would handle it well, but like that would be something different that you don't really often see on a Spider-Man show, you know? Maybe she'd wake up with superpowers or something. Who fucking knows? Experimental like, treatment wakes woman from coma. She turns into villain and swears oh, to re- Jesus. get revenge on Spider-Man. You, I mean, you know what? They, that It's all set up there, isn't it? <laughs> well, the other thing, the other thing I was thinking, and, and I'm, I like that, that thought, right? The idea that like, if they, if they weren't even open to the idea, they would have just killed her because they right. have killed other characters. Just like with Professor but, Williams, they made the conscious choice to not do it right, be, so they right. could keep bring her back later. I like that thought because my initial thought was, even though I was like, yeah, at least they didn't kill her, there was a part of me then that reacted to my own thought that was like, but maybe they I, they shouldn't have done either. I want to make it very yeah. clear. They shouldn't have put her in a coma. They shouldn't have killed her. But given what they did, it's like almost maybe they should have because if they don't bring her back and she's just in a forever coma... Then you just have these three characters who are never going to see her again. They're, they're just, it's just going to be like, Oh, Indy, my girlfriend is in a coma. I guess she's worthless to me now. So she's just not part of the show. Like that. (laughs) It's almost worse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it's just like with the nineties show with the interdimensional portal thing for all intents and purposes, she's dead. Like I know, and and I don't mean, obviously in a real world context, I'm not going to say that if you know someone who is in a coma, that means that they're dead. But like from a narrative perspective, from a storytelling perspective, this is your way of cutting. (laughs) Yeah. This is your way of like cutting off a branch of a character of stopping them from existing in the narrative by putting in a coma and the only reason really she's in a coma is is for the benefit of the writers to be able to bring her back if they wanted to but like character wise she is effectively dead at this point and yeah. the way that the characters are are reacting to it is if she is effectively dead right yeah. so it sucks it all sucks <laughs> i mean yeah no don't don't let anything we said uh make it seem like we're cool with any of this it all sucks yeah yeah <laughs> we shouldn't learn anything about life or anything from this. Take none of this into your your everyday life other than don't do this. Yeah. If you learn anything, it's like do the opposite of what this show does at every turn. Yeah. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. Write the story, but man, do it better. We liked the first half. We liked the, the the first part of this. Maybe do a version of this. That's like 10,000 times better. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That doesn't make all the mistakes that this one makes, which well, are many. As long as the, as long as no one has ever confirmed that they were not going to bring Indy back, then I'm I'm choosing to believe that was fully part of the plan because it would be absolutely ridiculous not for it to be. Yeah, I mean yeah. it doesn't. It, it almost makes this worse to then even do this at all. But you know, yeah. Again, it's all bad. So you're you're just trying to pick the the least stinky piece out of the shit pile. Right. Right. Hello, amazing friends. We just wanted to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular enough patrons, Bo, Eric, Carl, Katie, Mike, and Lillian. If you would like to support our show too, our way of saying thanks is by giving you lots of cool Spidey goodies. You'll have early access to all our episodes, including our AMAs, where we answer your burning questions about anything and everything. And we mean everything. If you join us at our $5 spectacular level, you get to hear us let loose and talk about wackier stuff in our After Dark commentaries or our movie commentaries where we watch every single Spidey-related 
theatrical film, from the Raimi films to Amazing Spider-Man to Spider-Verse, Venom, Avengers Endgame, and more. And at our amazing tier, we'll invite you to be a guest on our show. That's right, you. You all make our show better, whether it's by sending us Word Snappers words, making us fan art, joining our Discord community, or just listening to us every week. This is our way of saying thank you for supporting this show and inspiring us to dip into media even we didn't realize was on our radar. Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate you. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. Oh shit, I might have to take back a criticism. I thought the Elson stuff happened earlier. So this is when Peter hunts down Elson, or Uh, Spider-Man does. So is the idea that he has to find Elson because Elson, as the owner of 40% of the warehouses, will absolutely know where the Gaines twins are because they're on record as using his warehouses? Yeah, it actually still doesn't make sense, does it? I, I still don't think it makes that much sense. Yeah. Okay. No. I mean, I, maybe I'm not that's maybe back. that's the idea. Is that like, oh well, if he owns forty percent of the warehouses, I still need to to check with him to see where the gains are. But like, it's not as bad as I thought it was. It is still like, okay, you did put him there as like a a, a plot device that you could deploy later to find them the second time. But it still doesn't really make sense. Why would he know? Also, <laughs> like, Spider Man just doesn't need with him? this guy Elson to find the Gaines twins. <laughs> I just yeah. I really don't think that's necessary. <laughs> uh, there's so many other ways. He just heard something on the news that sounded like them. I don't know. Like I, there's there's a million ways he could have because it's so pointless. Like all all it is is he goes to another warehouse and confronts them again. Like that's all that matters. Well, and his scene with Elson is literally just like him hanging him upside there's down even, and pretending to drop him until not he even talks. any dialogue. Right. Because <laughs> like, Stanley was there for one episode, not two. Right. Right. Oh God, one of this episode sucks. It's not yeah. good. It's not, it's good. not good. It's not good. Technically um, not good and emotionally not good. Yeah, emotionally worse. Um, whatever. It leads him to a, another warehouse, and the twins are sort of like, "Oh, we did it!" And like, I, I guess I, I don't know if I like this or not, honestly, because I hate everything. Like the, the the way the twins are talking, they are acknowledging that like th- things are sort of different. They accomplished one goal, and it wasn't their original goal, but it's still an accomplishment because like. They, their ultimate goal at the end of the day is to still get Spider-Man, or not to get Spider-Man, to somehow get someone to kill Craven, to kill Craven somehow in revenge. That is their ultimate goal. But Roxanne is like, you know what? We still discredited Spider-Man. Like, that's that's still good. That means that if he's out of the picture because we've discredited him, that means that, like, the criminal underground is available and freer for us to run. Is it? I feel like you're missing some steps there because you're going to still have to take over the criminal underground. Is it? I feel like she's missing some beats. She's not, they're not automatically, also, they're not automatically the crime lords now. <laughs> also, even if they were, even if that is how it works, why should we care based on how the rest of this episode is about to go? Yeah. I don't know. I will say, I do like the way that they animate, shoot, block, board. Uh, this conversation where oh, they're the doing doors? yes i do actually yeah. really like that it's no, like a fun like little like cool. horror movie moment where you're like i know it's gonna happen i just i don't know when you're gonna do it <laughs> yeah so that i did i found that a little bit delightful yeah like she's walking it's like they're talking across with like their like silly little wine glasses they're talking as like uh as 
as Jeremy Piven Schwinn is closing the door, like and they're and, like and, garage doors, and one yeah. of them is standing inside the warehouse, and one of them is standing outside the warehouse. Yeah, and it's like he closes one, they're talking, go to the next one where the door's open, they're talking, closes it, walks to the next one, and then Roxanne trips because her shoe is stuck in webbing, and she's like, <gasps> Roland, and like whispers <laughs> creepily as that Spider Man like swoops in and attacks them. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like it because it really is one of those like you're just waiting for for it to happen, and it yeah. didn't even happen exactly the way I thought it would. But like you just know, you're like, oh, yeah. I love this. I love. This. Yeah, I thought he was gonna like web her up. Like I wasn't expecting her to like yeah. trip on his webbing. Like, or I thought he was just gonna show up instead of her, or like yeah, something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's fun. <laughs> See, we said a positive thing about this. One. Sure. <laughs> look, look. There, there are positive things in. I was about to say every one of these episodes, but I don't know if that's true of the pilot. Pilot has that funny moment. Um, <laughs> pilot has that funny moment, and pilot has um, uh, what's her face, uh, who I wish we got more of, who is like a nothing character who got like oh, three Chris Summers other yes. character. Yeah. So there's something good in every single episode. This is just one sure. where there's not that much. Yeah. We've said I think I've said more good things about this one than I did about the pilot. Uh probably yeah, probably so. Yeah, I mean, either way, they're they're separated because Spider Spidey separates them, knowing that like they're more powerful when they're together. So takes on Roland one on one. He's not that hard. Spidey just like sedates him. <laughs> now he's asleep, mm-hmm. asleep so then he can get blown up later. Um, so weird. It's <laughs> so weird. But Roxanne's like, first of all, I'm more powerful than my than my brother. Also, I have your one true weakness, Spider Man, a propane truck. That's <laughs> definitely not gonna. That's definitely totally cool. I'm not gonna blow up in it or anything mm-hmm. in a fucking propane truck. Yeah. What are you doing? Driving it in a warehouse that is full of propane tanks. Yeah. Like. So you're not smart. Is that what I'm getting from this? <laughs> you're like Chekhov's a criminal mastermind who's too, a fucking because, idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Well, I mean, they, they, they compromise a lot of characters, characterizations. They really do uh, in this. And at the end here, they really fuck over Roxanne too. They really um, do. Not that I like Roxanne, but she, I liked her but better like, than Roland. She could have been a good villain. Like, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I think this is a wild thing for me to say based on how much we're shitting on this particular episode. This honestly could have been three episodes because the first one could have been the dream. This one could have uh, culminated in, you know, the horrific moment of, of Spider-Man killing Indy, which I hate. Um, and then the aftermath could have been, oh, the twins actually get away and do start to establish themselves and, and Spider-Man has to find them instead of just going to Elson to be like, where are they at? Where's, yeah. where's Roxanne? But, uh, but yeah, no, she sucks at the end of this. I, I do love that. It's just like, it's essentially like Chekhov's propane truck because they have a wide shot of this warehouse before you even have a scene. Mm-hmm. And it clearly labeled propane on the side of this truck, which yeah. is an absolutely unnecessary detail. And this show doesn't, do a ton of unnecessary details. <laughs> it's just, I mean, ultimately it's just to justify since, since, since the Gaines twins aren't flashy villains, you can't have a flashy fight sequence. It's just there to justify your one and they're big OP money. As fuck. Right. It's just to justify your one big money shot of a giant explosion at the end. Yeah. I, I honestly think they were like, well, how are we going to get him to defeat them then? Cause they really, he, he hasn't had, he's never had a leg up on them. He, he's never, he's never True. really, like they are powerful as hell, so yeah. like they're not going to be able to go back to prison. You know, they got to defeat themselves, <laughs> right? So they got to they got to suddenly be real stupid, yeah. and they it, and they know he's Peter Parker too. So like they have to kill it. They have yeah. to kill them. Oh um, man, they could have been such a good part of a future arc. Whatever, <sighs> whatever. Instead, just with, blow. Them I'm up. fine with a burying this episode in the ground forever. No, I'm okay with that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, I've probably said that about so many of these, these things that I actually don't need to ever see again. Yeah. I'm happy to never watch this show ever again until someone wants to do a revisited episode. And maybe then, I don't know, we have creative control over that. Um, I would actually, over, I, I don't know which episode, but there's, I'm sure there's an episode there's I'd be fascinated to do with, with somebody. I would. I. I don't. Or think I, I would. Do I would gladly ones. do a revisited with somebody who feels very strongly about this series as a whole. I'd be interested in that. Sure. We'll see. We'll, I don't know who we'll that person is. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And, and we've we've shit on this show so much. I don't know why they would want to be here. But that's true. I'm I'm open to it, but yeah, I don't know why they want to be here. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, Roxanne's ru- trying to run over Spidey in, in a propane truck. Uh, he's on the front of it. He punches through the windshield and grabs her by the neck. So she projects a vision of Indy, like pleading him to stop. Haven't you done enough, Spider-Man? Which is absolutely cruel. So rude. Um, so rude. Spider-Man lets go, of course, because he's like traumatized by that. And he drops the sedative that he has. Um, so you think Roxanne would have... A one up on him, but she's fucking stupid in the scene suddenly and just drives the truck wildly through the warehouse, crashes into a generator that says high voltage on it just as Spider-Man like leaps out of the way and blows herself up and the entire warehouse up because it's a propane warehouse. It's a big old fucking explosion because it's their season finale. So they got to have a big explosion that tears Spider-Man's suit to shreds and then he flips off. Man, the end of this really fucking sucks. Spider-Man doesn't even get to actually defeat the people who yep. forced him to put his girlfriend into a coma. She, dri- she drives a truck, a propane truck into a high voltage generator and blows up her and her brother in a fire herself. He That's doesn't even terrible. do anything clever. He doesn't even do anything clever to like get her to accidentally no, drive in no, that direction. In fact, she does something clever to gain the upper hand and then fucks herself over. This is this is almost as, not as egregiously bad. This is almost as bad as like, all right, everybody get on the ground and close your eyes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, and it's like, and it's this nihilism this show fucking loves where it's just like, they, they, it's just like, there's Peter, there's Parker luck where like, you know, life never works out for Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And then there's this where it's just like, no, the world sucks. Spider-Man, you will never get anything that you want. And everyone, every horrible things will happen to everyone around you. And you don't even get to have like a victory at, the, at any cathartic victory at the yeah. end of the day. You don't even Nothing. get like the shitty kind zero. of justice. There is zero catharsis for anything in this yeah. whatsoever. What was the point of all of this? Yeah, nothing. It's everything sucks and people die and that's the end of it. That's it's, it. It's weird because like I know they, they thought they were getting a second season and, and should have probably, but like this is such a weird way to end the season because you're right. No one's rewarded. No one in the show is rewarded. The audience is certainly not rewarded. Like no one, no one is rewarded at the end. It really just ends in everything sucks, doesn't it? Like that's the yeah. end of this episode. It fits the vibe of the show, though, doesn't it? Remember when yeah. I said that these that this episode like doubles down yeah. on all the things I hate about this show? It does. I and mean, they were starting it's... to soften up on some of that stuff too, mm-hmm. largely because of indie. Yeah. Nope. It's like nope. Nihilism's back in full force, and that's what this show is. It's just fucking nihilistic. Everything's bad. Every people suck, and everything's bad, and that's life. It's, it's so frustrating it's... too because I appreciate bleak media, but this doesn't even feel bleak. This feels like aggressively not yeah it feels aggressively nihilistic and cruel 
And it's a Spider-Man show. Like, right. you don't need a fucking bleak and a no. spider. Like, I, there is a time and a place for bleak stuff. Just like there's a time and a place for horny on your creator commentaries <laughs> and shit. There's a time and a place for bleak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a Jesus. Yeah, what a crap ending. Yeah. I mean, it's not even, there's a little bit left, I guess. Days later. I don't like this scene either. I mean, this MJ, is crap too. Yeah, it's, it's really badly written. MJ visits Peter in his apartment to check in because his girlfriend's in a fucking coma. Peter is like, no, it's even more complicated than that. Uh, and MJ is like, I understand. Yeah, I know what it's like to be let down by Spider-Man, which I, you know, I appreciate that. That part I appreciate. Yeah, I think that that's, that's smart because um, she knows the sort of mutual relationship that they have with the hero that they respective, expected and she can't not like, you know, she, she knows what she witnessed, right? Right. And he um, can't express to her exactly how much he knows or, or exactly how personal it means to be disappointed by Spider-Man when you are right. Spider-Man. Right, exactly. I think that that's the one good part of the scene. Yeah. Like, what's annoying is that it's like, she's like, you know, you were the one you were the one who made me think I was more than I could ever be. Uh, and Peter's like, I can't do this. And she just says, I'm sorry I bothered you. And then it's like, gone. What does that mean? Like, what what are they trying? Is it, is, I, what, what is that? What, what are we supposed to feel with that? I don't know. Because like... I, I I feel like the first place to start is with I can't do this. What is Peter saying he can't do? Be in a relationship with her is that That's is he my think that she's coming too. on to him? Which so is then like is she or is she not? Is, because if she is, she is or is horrible she actually, fucking timing to be coming she, on to a guy after his girlfriend was. Yeah, she she gives him a kiss on the cheek, but like she they, she kisses him all the time. So I'm I'm willing to forgive like a friendly kiss on the cheek or whatever as she leaves. I, that doesn't bother me because that's just a thing, but. One way or another, if it's MJ really coming on to him or him really thinking that she's coming on to him, either way, this is happening in the context of Peter's girlfriend having been pushed off of a building and in a coma. Like, neither of that is appropriate either way. And it doesn't make any sense. It like, makes one of them this. look bad either way or it yeah. just makes the entire conversation nonsense. Yeah. It's what the weird. fuck? And then ending it, I'm sorry I bothered you. Like, What? What? Yeah, I don't. Are you saying that because like you because he because you feel like he's being cold to you and not that's how I read it, which feelings? means she's being a jerk, right? Like, sorry, yeah, like yeah, he's going through shit. Like, give wow. him a little space for that, right. Mary Jane. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I don't fucking like anybody on this show. Everybody fucking sucks except the one person who's no longer conscious yeah honestly like yeah out of like the three main cast <laughs> it's wild in this episode harry comes out looking the best in honestly, this episode isn't that fucking does. bananas it's largely because he's not in it very much he's the only one like all of his all of his spider-man hatred makes sense in this episode yeah. he says stuff that is perfectly reasonable that is like not the wrong thing to say in any given scene yeah. how how the fuck in, especially with this like shit version of Harry Osborn, does this show end its final episode with the best like conscious character, conscious and alive <laughs> character being yeah. Harry fucking Osborn? <sighs> fucked the landing, guys. Absolutely fucked it. Jesus, the series, the entire series ends with this final internal Which is monologue. Wild. And I know they didn't know, but it's wild anyway. 
of, of Peter just being like, I heard everyone I care about Spider-Man's ruined everything basically is what it amounts to. He does. He says it a little more artfully than that, but it's basically what it amounts to. Everyone hates Spider-Man now. I hate Spider-Man now. Spider-Man ruined everything and ruined everyone in my life. Fucked up everything. He throws a Spider-Man suit, which is like packed into a suitcase with bricks into the Hudson River where we know things go to die. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves the end. Yeah. Which wouldn't even honestly be the worst last shot of a Spider-Man season if yeah, everything leading up to no it more. wasn't so yeah. fucked. Yeah, I don't mind ending a season with Spider-Man no more. Right. They never I don't think a show has really done that. So like that's a cool kind of gutsy ending that is like part and parcel to the Spider-Man mythos. I can accept it. It's a thing Spider-Man he, Spider-Man has quit being Peter has quit being Spider-Man a thousand times. So yes, sure. It is, I can buy that. Yeah. It's essential to the Spider-Man experience, despite what people will have you believe. <laughs> right. Like that's fine. Um, but good God, this is the story. This this is your Spider-Man no more. Are you kidding me? Bad. It's bad. Bad. You guys, bad. you did a bad job. Bad ending to uh not particularly great show. <laughs> I would have felt it's it has some 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 good moments, but good god, this really just fucking tanks that uh, that approval rating for this show, man. Yeah. I know it was like going it wasn't like a pure, you know, incline or anything, but it was like net going up. It was like uh. net rising in my feelings for it and it doesn't change you know this episode being trash doesn't like change the episodes i do like i still like genuinely like i think like four episodes of this show so i I still genuinely like like a third of this show in like an honest authentic way um and i still really appreciate the potential of the show now that i feel like i probably understand what its potential is but yeah you're right this this finale really does emphasize all the things this show does wrong and that's mm-hmm. the worst way to punctuate what ends up being the end of the series Jesus Christ. <laughs> i i will say i still you know if, if i have to just say like overall like uh, well maybe this isn't the right time but we do have a face of the episode let's do yeah, that real quick do that so face of the episode is just roland's telepathy face which is actual nightmare fuel uh, he's legitimately creepy. I think his face mm-hmm. is creepy, and they do change not necessarily the bone structure of his face, but he ha- he has a particular expression that he only does when he's speaking with his telepathy, and it's mm-hmm. fucking creepy as hell. So yeah, it felt weird to not include at least one of their weird faces over the course of these two episodes. So yeah. Anyway, like I was saying, I just think like this show. We've now watched this whole show. We've now talked about every episode of the show. And I was I was getting to a point where I was like, okay, okay, we had a really, really rough start, but I'm now at a point where I'm like, if this had a second season, I feel pretty confident it would have like found its footing, maybe mm-hmm. not as well as, but in a similar vein to the second season of the 90s show, right? I think it's like an incredibly better season than the first season of that show. Sure. Um, it just needed to figure out what it was doing uh, right, and it needed mm-hmm. probably some of the limitations taken off. Um, and if the show got a second season and they loosened up some of the the regulations and, and restrictions, maybe it would have it would have thrived and met some of its potential. IDK, maybe if they put Marsha in charge. But I I don't think, given the way it started, given the critiques and complaints I had the whole way through, even in episodes I did like and the way it ends, that I could ever get to a point where I would say I like this show. No, I don't I like this I- show. 
I think when I went on my like <laughs> existential spiral and I think the lizard episode, like I think I, I was Dude. like, when I, when I watched that the whole season, uh, you know, I was just like, I think fundamentally this isn't a show that's for us. Absolutely. Do not change my feelings. Fundamentally not for us and fundamentally flawed in, in a lot of ways. It's fundamentally flawed. It is not a show for me. And I think out, I, I think I can separate it not being a show for me from my belief that it could have, it could have recovered from this season. I think so. This too. show could have recovered so. from this season. I believe yeah. that, and I think the show could have gotten to a place where it wouldn't even necessarily have to have ever been for me, but could have recovered to a point where I'm like, yeah, I appreciate that show, and I do enjoy when I'm watching it. It's not for me, and it's not what I want, but I I get it, and I I can enjoy myself. It doesn't get to that. It doesn't have the chance to do that. It only has moments of that, and it has one full episode of that, and it's a bummer. Yep. 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 Yep, yep. Yep. At least I think I kind of get it now. I know I do. I think I get, I think it's just, it's a worldview that I hate. Uh, I think it's, and it's like a very, you know, there's a lot of everything that we watch. is kind of out of its time, but I think the, the way, the ways that this is of the early two thousands. And honestly, even though it came out like post nine 11, I think given who was creating it, there's a lot of like, gen x kind of vibes in it as well i think kind of the worst of like 90s apathy caring is stupid along with just like nihilism and just this whole worldview that just like isn't it cool and edgy that everything sucks and we're like dark and that's kind of what the show is at its core ultimately like when it's fun it's because it's breaking away from that consciously and and that's where the show will never be for me and i think if they i think the only way for it to be for me is for them to com- like compromise their their thesis, which is what you were saying. But I think it's also fundamentally not a well made show. Like it just it's oh, not yeah. well written. It's yeah. not well constructed. It's not well thought out. It's not very pretty um, to look at most of the it's time. It's not very pretty to look at. But it does do some really cool stuff uh, yeah, yeah. with its animation and and lighting. and lighting and all that sort of stuff. So there's definitely credit to be given in places. Uh, but it's not in the writing. It's certainly not in the in the thesis. And I just, at the very least, I wish if it if it were going to be a show that isn't for me based solely on its worldview, I just wish that it could at least have been a well made show. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's not. It's it's messy as fuck. Yeah, and and also like I think that I remember of the time and even to this day, you know, the stigma of this show is that it's the MTV show. So a lot of people who, uh, you know, have criticisms of it, it lands on it's like, well, it was on MTV. Of course, they probably made them do some shit, and we know that MTV put some stupid stipulations on it, but like the problems really did stem from the creative team. Like I think that a good creative team could have got around, gotten around MTV's weird ass mandates, but like given how behind their ideas, these creators sound like they are on the commentaries and everything. Um, unless, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they weren't telling us, which granted they did not say a lot of things that I wanted, was hoping that they would talk about based on everything that they have talked about with this show. Like the stuff from MTV were the things that I had the most problems with the, 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 the stuff that I had all the problems with were really just the show that they apparently set out to make. And, uh, they set out to make is not very good. It also <laughs> doesn't do any of the things I would have expected a show on MTV to do based on yeah. the fact that it was on MTV. It could have been way cooler, honestly. Yeah, if it was, 100%. If they embraced it could have been the cooler. MTV of it all, it would have it been also, fucking fun and cool. I think there's also a way to make it very stereotypically MTV of the early 2000s that would also not be a show for me, but would have 
been a very obviously MTV show. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, like you said, nothing about this show to me says that it's like MTV's fault. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel like MTV's fingerprints are all over this in a, in a negative way. Yeah. yeah. I'm not often going to like... MTV's fingerprints were on it more. Honestly, it's so weird. Like, I'm not often going to sit there and, like, side with a corporation over a creator. But in this case, woof. Like... <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think either one of them is the outcome I want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, sure. But uh, of the choices that we maybe would have had, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This show just fucks fucks me up man i don't like it i, I <laughs> it's not a good time it's not a good time at the very very time. least i want to have a good time right we've said yeah. that so many times spider woman's not a good show but we have such a fucking good time with it like yeah, it, it's just it just sets out to have a good time this show's not even setting out to have a good time it's like part of the thesis is that nothing is a good time <laughs> yeah so yeah nothing i don't know truly nothing is a good time Nothing is a good time except for these hot cartoon babes we make. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, anything uh, else you want to do? Any kind of like ranking of episodes or anything? Or we just want to wrap this up? I mean, I, don't know. I, think I, I think we kind of actively ranked them as we went, right? Yeah. Like, I've, I've said a million times the Marsha one is my favorite one. Turning, uh, not turning red. What the hell? Um, turning red is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is that episode called? I never Keep, know the keeping, titles. I fully keeping, rely on you to know the titles. Keeping Secrets. I was thinking Talon and then like with the T and then I was thinking the I N G second word. Yeah. That's how I got turning red out of it, I guess. Keeping secrets. Yeah. I think that is the best episode of the season. I would also put Spider-Man disabled up there. I think that was a very fun episode. Flash memory is like, not like a a great episode, but it's super fun Mm -hmm. um, and kind of silly. And the penultimate and the penultimate episode I would put up there too. Yeah. That's a really good one too. Um, And then like my top tier. Yeah, mid-tier, like, tight squeeze could have been really good, except for that sort of last act bullshit that they did. Which one was tight squeeze? The the uh, Teradax hostage oh, yeah, situation one. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, cool yep. idea. That but, was one like, that could have been, like, perfectly fine to fun. Yeah. both of the Electro in the foot. Absolutely. Both of the Electro episodes, I think, are mid-tier. They're not terrible, but, you know, they're also could be yeah, better. Yeah, those, those ones aren't terrible, but they, they have... Um, they have so much more to build on and they should have been so much better. Yeah. And then bottom tier, this episode, the first oh, episode the Heroes and Villains. Pilot, good God. Royal Scam isn't like the worst thing ever, but it's so boring and I don't give a shit about that. The Kingpin episode. Yeah. That's another one that should have been better. Yeah. And then the Lizard episode maybe is mid tier for me at this, just because Lizard one, it's kind of cool horror stuff in it. I don't know. Lizard one. Yeah. Lizard one to me is mid tier. It doesn't do anything. I don't think like super egregiously wrong in the grand scheme of things other than killing him at the end for literally yeah. no reason. Yeah. Um, but I, I do appreciate what it does at points with the horror. And if, if they yeah. leaned fully into that, it would have been a top tier for me. Yeah. Oh, and how can we forget Shikata? That's also at the bottom. Fuck <laughs> that episode. <laughs> Fuck that episode. Oh boy. I think yeah. that's all of them. Um, you know, if not, whatever we're forgetting is bottom tier, like Shikata, Probably. which we almost forgot. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> listen, to our, listen to our episodes here. Our thoughts on it, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, well, God. we did it. We did it. Okay. We did, we did it. Everyone. It, it, you yeah. asked us to do it. It pro- if you were asking us, it's probably not what you were looking for. So you're probably not Sorry. here at the end, but honestly, then, then tell me what you think. Like, let me like reach out to me. Okay. Like I would love to hear it. What am I missing? I've said it a million times. No one's taken me up on it, but, uh, what, what am I not seeing? I think I'm seeing yeah. the whole picture and I don't love it. 
So I would hope it's, and I would hope this wasn't like a slog to listen to or anything. Cause I did, I mean, it was rough. It was rough go at first, but I, it, it did end up becoming kind of fun tracking this show, even with its ups and downs after like we kind of got it. Oh, I uh, had fully had fun talking about yeah. the show after the first two episodes. Yeah. Once we kind of got it, even when it was bad, at least it's sort of like, you know, and it's sort of like, don't feel weird about it. It's sort of like, no, I know that I'm right. This fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> like with this episode, <laughs> I honestly had a lot of fun recording this because I don't get to be super angry on podcasts very often. And it is kind of fun to project that in a place that I know is correct. Like, sorry, <laughs> I think this episode fucking sucks for a lot of reasons that I think are very valid. Oh yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just need a place to just point your brain gun and shoot it. Like just get, get the fucking anger out of there. And that's, um, uh, that's the MTV series. Yep, there you go, man. I do think, I will say, if I were a fanfic writer, this show would be so good for it. Oh, yeah, there's so much, there's so much, like, transformative stuff you could do about this show. Absolutely. So at least it has that. I mean, I think that, honestly, largely speaks to its flaws, but, which isn't to say, like, only flawed stuff is good for fanfic, but I think the gaping holes that need to be filled. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And there's plenty of, like, great concepts in this show that are just, like, unfulfilled or things that are left open that, like, you know, you could make better by continuing it or whatever. Yeah, Um, so. Yeah. Whatever. There's plenty to talk about here, and that's all you and I are ever really asking for, so. Yeah, absolutely. We got that. We got that out of it. We got that. We got that. Um, Also, plenty more to talk about on our Patreon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, patreon.com slash snappers. We got plenty of bonus content on there. Uh, if you want to just support us in any way, super easy way, you can just do as low as a dollar a month and get a whole bunch of bonus content that we uh, have going on over there. So please check us out. Check us out on our Discord as well. Uh, we have a link in the show notes for that. Um, that's an easy way to connect with us if you want to chat with us about this show. Now that it's all over, like obviously spoilers abound. Talk about whatever you want. Very curious to hear what y'all's thoughts are. I know that these 13 episodes have been a very different set of episodes than we, for our podcast, than we normally do. So, like, I am curious to hear, like, what people thought about it, good or bad, honestly. I mean, it's a um, change of pace, if nothing else, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, we've sure. never covered a show uh, and and gotten this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yep. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but if you also would, wanna, would want to uh, hit us up individually, where can we... Find you on the internet, Doug. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. Tweet at me your uh, MTV Spider-Man fanfic. Um, <laughs> if you like Pokemon, you can also listen to me on another podcast here on the 4 Radio Network called Victory Road. It's a Pokemon podcast. And if you like books and video games, you can listen to me on Novel Gaming, where my friends Katie and Vicky and I catch up on all of the media we've been consuming lately. What about you, Derek? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find me on my other podcast, Gimmicks, which is a podcast that looks at the high concept, structure breaking and experimental gimmick episodes of television. I have a new show and a new guest every single week for that podcast. Find it anywhere you get your podcasts, of course, uh, but you can also follow it on Twitter and Instagram at Gimmicks Pod. If you'd like to hear more from Doug and I, you can check out our monthly podcast. We're very rarely big mad on this podcast, uh, which is Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we talk about every Pixar film chronologically. Our episode on The Incredibles 2 is currently out now, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Please also visit our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com for a full archive of all of our episodes of both Walloping Web Snappers and Falling with Style. And you can follow Walloping Web Snappers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Walloping Web Pod or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast app and platform that you use. Really helps people find us the more ratings that we get, and especially if we get reviews. Next week, we're taking a little break uh, from like TV coverage because we want you to ask us questions about anything. This is going to be the first time that we have an AMA on our main feed. Yeah. So if you've seen our Patreon AMAs, um, which are at, probably by the time you're listening to this, all of them are going to be unlocked and everything. Um, you can listen to all of those for previous AMAs, but uh, we're pivoting. So we're going to have occasional AMAs on our main feed for everyone to check out and listen to very easily. And so we absolutely invite questions. Uh, so ask us any question and we will answer it on our next main feed AMA next week. Yes. And that's about anything about absolutely anything. So if you want to ask us about this show or, or podcast stuff or Spider-Man stuff, please do absolutely can. But if you don't have a Spider-Man question, and just want to learn more about us and our lives and other stuff we're doing, other interests we have, our life experiences, or just like fun thought experiments or something like that. Like we've gotten a lot of good ones on the past Stump AMAs me. for those. Yeah, absolutely. Literally anything. It's very rare that we like a don't answer a question. Like you have to be trying very hard. I don't know if we've, <laughs> you would probably argue that there was a question I didn't answer, but I don't think we've ever not answered yeah. a question. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I would yeah. argue that was one of my favorite AMA moments when you told me I didn't answer a question and I started yelling that I did in fact. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can listen to that on Patreon. Like Derek said, yeah, you get, you have to try very hard to uh, to to fully stump us or catch us fully <laughs> off guard. So, uh, yeah, any anywhere you find us, any platform, Discord, email, social media, uh, whatever, however you want to get in contact with us, we will probably find your questions. So, anywhere you want to send us a message, just shoot us a question for that next week. But uh, until then, until then, I almost said like we have a catchphrase at the end of this, but we don't. <laughs> until then, don't throw your girlfriends off of buildings. Yep. Bye. Don't do that. Bye.